I am delighted to be joined by our governor, Ned Lamont. Ned, first off, I want to hear how the family Thanksgiving went. What'd you do? Everybody came uh, to the residence, Wayne, my um, three kids. They have a couple of friends who were uh, born overseas, so they don't, uh, their families are overseas. So uh, they don't have a Thanksgiving, so we get to reintroduce them to what uh, Thanksgiving is all about. And you know what we did? We watched a little UConn basketball this weekend, too. So did I, but I was there in person in Portland. I got the advantage on that one. All right, let's get to the serious stuff here today. You signed a proclamation calling the General Assembly for a special session this week about extending the gas tax suspension, extending the suspension of fares on buses, approving funds for energy assistance, approving funds for premium pay program, and to modify the effective date of the bottle bill. Give me the status of all of those things. Uh, they all passed with a strong bipartisan support yesterday, so thanks to the legislature on that. Uh, look, we still got um, residues from inflation. Uh, middle class is still getting squeezed. We all wanted to do a little bit more to help out, especially with the high price of uh, electricity. So keep the gasoline uh, uh, rebate or tax uh, cut a little bit longer. It'll phase out over the next uh, you know, four or five months. We can't afford to do it forever, but it's um, going to help at least for the next uh, few months, uh, which I think is important. Electricity prices providing a lot more support for people, even though overall the price of electricity is going up around the country, around the region, and in Connecticut. That's a very important point to make. People have talked about the inflation. People have talked about the higher energy costs. And forget that it's not just Connecticut. And really, it's not just the USA. It's going on globally. So it's not something that's going on here alone. Yeah, I'm afraid um, what happens in Riyadh and Moscow impacts us here in Connecticut. But I can't really affect that. What I can do, working with our friends in the legislature, is do things to make life a little more affordable and help. So um, we, we're going to be able to reduce uh, the rate increase by about 15 or 20 percent thanks to the deal we made with Millstone some time ago. And they're also going to be able to provide significant support for folks earning up to $125,000. They need help, uh, you know, filling their home heating tank. Yeah, tell me a bit more about that, as the state officials have worked with you and the utilities to advance a short-term customer relief plan to reduce the cost of energy supply prices. More details on how that's going to work. Well, on the electric prices, we're just going to be able to provide, um, reduce the rate of increase thanks to that. So we're a lot less than New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Who cares? It's still going up in the Christmas season. Um, home heating is something I worry about uh, more right now because there could be supply issues in January and February if there's a really cold snap. So we have a lie heat, which is a federal support. We've got um, some state in there as well. Uh, we got... Um, Eversource and UI are two electric utilities to contribute at least $13 million to make that a little more supportable. And my advice to folks is uh, if you have the opportunity, fill up your home heating uh, oil tanks now. Don't wait. On to the health front. We had our first flu death in the state. And, you know, you and I have talked so often in the last two, maybe three years now about what's going on with COVID, which we'll do here momentarily. But all of a sudden now the flu has kind of put COVID on the back seat, which is not the best idea either. But tell me your concern and what things that we and for that matter, the state can do to contain this flu outbreak. Well, it's the flu season 
And it could be particularly severe since, um, you know, folks who are less likely to be um, build up antibodies, more likely to wear a mask for the last few years. So a lot of people um, don't have the natural immunity to flu. Go get your vaccine. We got tons of vaccine, plenty available. I did mine about a month ago. I did my COVID boosters and some older, and I also got um, uh, the flu vaccine. And that's my strong recommendation. And if you're not, if you're feeling like you have flu-like symptoms, please don't go to work. Please don't go to school. But we've had no monkeypox for a month. Can we pretty much put that now on the back burner? I hope so. Um, I think so. Uh, we worried about it because it was a real flare-up in New York, a real flare-up in uh, Massachusetts, a lot less so in Connecticut. We don't control our own destiny, but it's down all over the region right now. So hopefully uh, that's in our rearview mirror. And you probably know over the years that uh, I've uh, been keeping really close track on the COVID numbers. And the best numbers we have now that come from the state aren't quite as I don't think important as they were a couple of years ago because of all the home tests that don't show up in this. However, we have had a bit of an increase in the numbers that are available now in the last week or so, up to 8.4%. Wyndham's had 48 new cases in the last two weeks, and Coventry's had nine, and other towns have gone up as well. Is it a factor that the weather is getting colder and more people are being indoors? And how big a concern is it for you as the governor about people getting together over the holidays? We've already had Thanksgiving, but you've got Christmas and New Year's coming up as well. Well, Wayne, you, you, you pay me to worry, uh, but it's also not our first uh, rodeo. We saw how severe it was a couple of years ago, this time of the year with Delta we saw what happened uh, last year with Omicron. Remember, things really ramped up in um, December, and people were really worried about the rapid test. I think this time around, unlike flu, we have a lot more uh, natural COVID immunity. A lot of people have been infected. We have a lot of people who have been vaccinated. We do have a lot of vaccine. So you have the ability to keep yourselves safe. But again, um, uh, be careful. And if you're feeling sick, please don't go out. We just had Small Business Saturday, and you've announced a $47 million program to support small business growth in Connecticut. What's the good news that you have for our local small businesses? That the consumer is pretty strong, and people are out there shopping. So I think it's going to be a pretty good um, Christmas holiday season. Uh, And uh, please frequent your local businesses. That's what I would say. what the big guys are going to do fine on their own, uh, go to your local stores. They're the guys that um, really weathered a storm the last couple of years. Let's make it a good holiday season for them as well. You also put forth a program to recruit health care and other support workers, too. How does that work, and how is it going? We, uh, we went out on TV very recently, as well as social media, as you know, we have a shortage of a, a number of uh, essential workers, you know, starting with nurses. What I've done is I said, look, we're going to pay more of your tuition. We're going to accelerate the period of time so you can get that um, RN uh, p- permission a lot earlier than you are. Pay for all the testing. I want to get you out into the hospitals right now. There's a lot of burnout in our uh, amongst our nursing crew, in part coming out of COVID, in part because they're shorthanded a little bit. If I get more people there, there's less overtime, a lot more supportable uh, lifestyle. And along that same health care front, 
you've had open enrollment for health coverage through Access Health CT, which runs through January 15th. What's the message you have for people who need health care insurance? I think um, that is the most extraordinary opportunity for people earning, say, the self-employed earning less than um, about $70,000. It's incredible for small companies that don't have their own health insurance plan or have less than 50 folks. Go on there. You can, you're going to save um, the hundreds, if not $1,000 a month on your health insurance costs on Access Health. It's something well worth looking at. From an economic standpoint, uh, you are going to be appointing Alexandra Dom as the Commissioner of the Department of Economic and Community Development when you start your second term. And she'll be re- uh, succeeding David Lehman. We've had him on the air here, and I really thought he did a great job, especially at the peak of the pandemic. But tell me, A, about what Alexandra Dom brings to the table, and B, what you hope to get out of her to help improve the economy. Well, she has been a David Lehman's uh, wingman, wing person, for the last um, you know several years. She has strong private sector credentials, something that I, I greatly value. She was on... Um, you know, real estate development side, business school before that. I think she's going to pick up right where David left off. Uh, you know, strong working relationships with the business community. We're all getting together. We've got all the leading employers in the state getting together down in New Haven uh, later this afternoon. David's going to be um, going on to the private sector. We really are thankful for the work he contributed for the state, the close relationship he uh, developed with the business community. And I'm not going to let him go too far. Governor, we have homeless people here. The state has homeless people. The world has homeless people. But you've released nearly $8.5 million in additional resources to connect those experiencing homelessness with support. How is that going to work? Uh, All under DSS, Department of Social Services, um, homelessness is about not having a roof over your head, but it's also about not having the necessary support services you need to get back up on your feet. And that could be everything from education to job training to transportation to daycare, child care. So we're putting that into a package to help people get back on their feet. You know, look out for somebody else in this holiday season. It's still a tough time for a lot of people. I'd like to get your take on an article that appeared in The Current by Kevin Rennie that took some shots at you as far as the way that you've dealt with the situation involving natural gas and the like. I thought it was kind of baseless to tell you the truth and just didn't have had any any comments or any defense on it. One thing about it that struck me was that he criticized you, but he didn't offer any other solutions. It's like, if he's going to do that, give me a better idea. And I didn't see it in his column. Well, that's your right as a columnist. Um, look, I think uh, when it comes to energy, we did a couple of things right. Uh, the most important thing, I think, was nailing down our agreement with Millstone. This goes back uh, three and a half years. Very low-cost, um, carbon-free power you know, for the foreseeable future. Remember, California unplugged their nuclear and uh, Germany unplugged their nuclear. Big mistake. They've got real uh, electricity shortages. We're in much better position there. But I also understand what's going on with the high price of natural gas, how that impacts people's lives. So we just discussed earlier all the things we're doing to make it a little more affordable this winter. 
gun control obviously is a concern with all the shootings we've had lately. And you've announced that Connecticut has received a grant for development of unified statewide forensic management interface that will strengthen investigations of firearms and crimes. What does all that mean? Um, that's a very um, multi-syllabic, complicated way of saying we have many too many illegal guns in the street. I'm not uh, worried about legal gun owners, but I am worried about the uh, illegal guns that are pouring onto our street. So forensics, for example, Wayne, allows us to see if there's a shot fired, we can trace that bullet to a gun. We can trace that working with our neighboring states. If there are other guns with similar forensics, we can find that big gun wholesaler who maybe came up from um, Georgia and is distributing these things far and wide and go after that person. And lastly, Governor, congratulations on being reelected. Now you've got another four-year term to look forward to. Are there one or two things that are high on your list of things you would like to accomplish in these next four years? Yeah, thank you, Wayne. I think we've got really good momentum. I've got to build on that. One, maintain our fiscal discipline. Uh, don't let us wander off and move back into the world of borrowing and deficit spending. Um, I'm not going to let that happen. But it's really about growth and opportunity. And the growth really means the workforce, make sure we train the people for the jobs that are out there, make sure there's housing for the folks that are um, looking for those uh, jobs, and make sure nobody's left behind. I need everybody, regardless of background or zip code, trained and ready to go. So it's a real opportunity as well. Governor, good to chat with you again. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks, Wayne. Go UConn basketball. <laughs> Men and women. It's Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont joining us this morning on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.